Thanks and good morning. Let's see. We sure enjoyed the um, Brother John Sunday School and uh, appreciate him filling in for us. And uh, <clears throat> Y'all just be in prayer for me. The next three weekends, I'll be we'll be I'll be going ministering. So, um, fulfilling the great commission, take the gospel into all the world. So, <clears throat> but yeah, we just want to start with James chapter two. Um, uh, just read this scripture, and then we'll kind of get into our lesson. It says, "Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works." Thou believest thou that there is one God, thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O, man, o vain man, that faith without works is dead? And you know, we're talking, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, talking about faith. And what a wonder, wonderful, uh, it, it's wonderful how God gives us a balance. We'll start. Um, Brother Joe, I, I can't make it any bigger. I'm, I'm sharing the slide. I, let me see. Let's try it one more time. Oh, there we go. Okay. Matched the wrong button, I guess. <clears throat> um, so faith faith without works is dead. God gives us a balance when we kind of get on toward one side of the, of, the, of the road and start going into one side of the ditch, and God will straighten us up and start going right down the middle. So you say you got faith, like like work, uh, James is saying, you got faith. Well, um, that's that's fine to say that you have faith, but it's going to do something. Now, I got this little picture on the side that uh, that shows, you know, if you if you really got the engine working and you've got gasoline in there and you got the spark and it's firing away, it's going to do something. It's going, and that's what your faith your faith is to do something. It's going to produce a change in your life. It's going to produce a change in your walk. Something's going to happen. Um, that's why the Bible says that signs and wonders follow them that believe. Now, we're not looking for signs and wonders. That's not the thing that we're chasing after. We're looking for the word. But when you believe, something will, something's going to happen in your life. And so faith, faith without works is dead. And Brother Adam would say, in the works that I do bear witness of me, in that message that he preached in 1951, he said, now I want to speak just a moment or just bring your attentions to a few words here that Jesus said, the works that I do bear witness of me. Now, you think about what a great thing that the works that I do bear witness of me. You can see what type of man that Christ was as he lived. That you Just by looking at his life, he would say, he could make declarations about who he was and those kind of things, but the works actually bore witness of who he was. He said, the things that I do, what I say is what bears record of me, and that's what bears record of every person. Do you know I'd rather you live me a sermon then preach me one. It'll be a better evidence that you're a Christian. Isn't that right? Live a sermon. And what we are is what we live, what we do. Our actions shows what we are. And if we say we have faith and then afraid to step out and claim our faith and put it to work, then our faith doesn't do as much good, does it? The Bible said that faith without works is dead, just as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith Real faith is going to produce a living, something something that's actually working, something that's doing, not just something that just lays there, something nice to look at and say, well, well, we've got it. No, it's going to be something that produces. Now, you think about that as we go into Hebrews 11. That Hebrews 11 is a great a chronicle, a hall of faith, 
as Paul would say, a cloud of witnesses in Hebrews chapter 12. He says a cloud of witnesses that we could look at and see examples of how when you believe it's going to produce. You can see how it produced something when, in Abel's life that God actually vindicated. In Enoch's life, he, he got up and started walking up and built a monument of his faith and walked off the earth and Noah's life. It didn't just sit there and he didn't just say, well, I believe that he'd actually, he actually got up and started building and started producing. And his faith was vindicated because God proved that he, what he said was right by put, uh, rain falling on the earth like it is this morning, rain, rain coming down. And so you, you see, this is Hebrews, the whole book of Hebrews chapter, the whole chapter of Hebrews chapter 11 is an example that faith is going to do something. And verse 4, it says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. And let's just go to the Lord in prayer before we get to verse 5. Lord God, we're so grateful to be able to gather here this morning. We just ask Lord, your blessing on Brother Wade as he's studying and preparing. That you'll prepare our hearts this morning for the word that you've got laid up for us to receive this morning. We ask, Lord, that you blessing upon the service in your name. Amen. <clears throat> so verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. and was not found because God had translated him. <clears throat> but for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And what was what was uh, uh, Paul laying out earlier that that you can't please God unless you've got faith. So if you want to please God, then have faith. And so as we're coming to church, and as you're listening listening to the Word and reading your Bible, your faith is being built up because, uh, and that's that's what it, that's what is going to be pleasing to God. You think you think about how Enoch walked with God for 365 years. Uh, according to the Bible, what the scripture says, and, and that he, all that time he, he just kept walking, kept just staying right with the word. And you see, that's an example for us, for us in this day, as Brother Wade's preaching on the stature of a perfect man and coming up to the, son, uh, to the revelation of the Son of Man and all these things. That Enoch was a type of what we are actually doing right now. Now, I, I've got this viewpoint. You can see where uh, it's, a, it's a picture of where the capstone is supposed to come down on the pyramid, and you can see all the the uh, uh, the where the well, the the stones that used to be that they took off that used to be laid on top of it where they uh, there was 144,000 stones all around over the pyramid that you could would actually reflect the light of the sun that ever they say everywhere you look you could see like the the gleam of this pyramid. And it's actually a, an example of, what's, of what we're doing today. And the ten virgins and the 144,000, Brother Ram said, Oh God, may someday the church, which is a type of Enoch, 500 years he walked before God, walking, walking in the light with a testimony that everything God said, he did it. He didn't displease him. What the Lord said do, Enoch done it. Now, if you think about your testimony this morning that if, if God said do it, you did it. If God said to dress different, you did it. If God said be baptized, you did it. Be baptized the right way. God said be, be filled with the Holy Ghost, you did it. And all you can look back like Enoch did and see all the things that you did and, uh, and that everything that you did was by faith and that God is pleased by the faith that you have, by a revelation of who he is and, and all of those things. And then Enoch took a, took a trip off the earth. Brother Ramon said, it becometh us to fulfill all, all righteousness. He said, I can see Enoch as he knowed it was becoming to him, for he was a prophet, and he knew what was going to happen. So I can see him kiss his wife goodbye and say, darling, I'll see you later. Take up his children and kiss them goodbye and go down to his married son and his married daughter and kiss them goodbye. And it's wonderful to have a prophet that can lay these things out to us and show, show these things that, 
uh, exactly how it had happened. Kiss his married son and his married daughter and kiss them goodbye and say, where, where are you going, Father? Are you going out for a little walk? Yes, going for a stroll. But he never took the old familiar path that day. He took the king's highway and he went on to glory and it was becoming him to do so. He didn't want to leave. Now, you think about that. He didn't want to leave. But yet it was becoming to him that he fulfilled all righteousness because he was a type of the church today. He was a type of the church that's going to take an afternoon stroll one of these afternoons. We're going to strike the king's highway and away we'll go. And the true Easter seal, Brother Ram said, they weigh tons and tons up there. How they ever got them up, that's still a mystery to man. But they take this razor blade and can run long and it's so honed out, so perfect. Until you can't even put a razor blade where mortar should be. Now that's what God is doing to his church. He's honing off the people. And making it in such a perfect way that when the headstone Christ comes, it fits the building together and then a resurrection of the whole thing, the church is going up. Oh, thank God that we've got the plan of how to get out of here, that, that we can see actually what's happening in our lives as we, as we come to church, as we kind of go through the motions of life, that God is building us up so that we can get out of here through a revelation of, uh, uh, of who he is and all these things. And why I'm against organized religion, he said, and that's the way God does the church. He beats every creed, every denomination, every man-made dogma until he sees his own life reflecting in you. Right. If I now, There's that, that scripture that I was reading earlier. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. See, if what is purpose to the church, the life that was in Christ, isn't reflecting in you, don't you stand still if you haven't got patience virtue all these things and temperance and things and godliness and brotherly kindness and all these things that's required of you so think about that this morning that it's required of you to have these virtues in you and brother ram will say in another place that if you don't have these virtues and it becomes a stumbling block to the belief why is it a stumbling block because if you say you have faith and then all these things are not on display then it creates a question in somebody's mind why are you flying off the handle? Why do you not have, why are you not temperate? Why are you, why do you get so uh, upset with somebody and not able to deal with somebody? It creates a confusion because people are expecting the works of Christ to be on display. Right. If you say that you're a believer, faith, that's what the, the, the works, the works of my father are these things right here on the, that we're, we're talking about. The work, what is it? It's Christ actually on display in you, in the body of Christ. When you come to church, you want to, you expect to see Christ. You expect to see Christ in the believer. And you think about what Brother Brown was saying here. He says, no matter what you've done, no matter how much you've shouted, how many churches you've joined, how many feathers you've pinned into yourself, don't do it. Wait till genuinely, from your heart, oh, think about what he's saying. Now, a real Holy Ghost-filled believer can forgive somebody. Wait till genuinely, from your heart, you can forgive, till in your heart you have brotherly kindness no matter if they pull a handful of beard from one side, you can turn the other cheek with sweetness, see, until those virtues, no matter what they say to you, no matter what they say to you, uh, that God's, God's given us the, the recipe to achieve this by his word. As, as we receive the word, it's actually changing us to make us, to make us like him, to make us be like Jesus. So you think about, you think about the higher you go up that pyramid. I, I've got a little picture here of a, a young man that, that climbed that pyramid illegally. And he got up there and he, he sat on the top. And you think about when you get up, you, it, it changes the way that you view things. It changes. You think about what he's saying here. Until you can forgive 
in your heart that you have brotherly kindness, that you can look on somebody differently maybe than you did when you were down, you just got born again and you were looking maybe with a critical eye and maybe all you could think about was about whether somebody had a Christmas tree or not and, and you're just ready to criticize, criticize, but the higher you go up, it changes your viewpoint where you're now you're looking at other people that now you're realizing they're going through a, a, a journey themselves and that the same God that took you through your journey is able to take them through their journey because he promised that the spirit of truth will lead and guide you into all truth. So if he took me and led me to where I am, that he's able to take you and lead you to where I, you are. And that's what Peter was talking about in second Peter when he said, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. Oh, God wants you to get up high. That's what, that's what he got the voice that John heard, come up higher. He wants you to come up higher so you can see things differently. The higher you go, the more, the more love you can show the other person, the more grace you can show the other person. Things look a little bit different when you get up higher. You cannot see afar off if you don't have these virtues. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Oh, you think about somebody way down at the bottom, maybe they're, they're kind of getting started and they, they're, all they can think about is, well, you, you just, you're something wrong with you and something wrong with you. But when you get up higher, you remember how God delivered you of your own sins and you can show grace to somebody else. Grace. That's why it's grace, grace, crying, crying grace to the headstone. Grace, where you can show grace to somebody else and minister to somebody else with love and show them a little bit of grace and kindness, kindness. I'm a, okay, let's keep going with this study. So, so the Bible says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, you, you think how you, when you read the Bible, you've got to read it in context. So you could isolate that scripture where he's talking about that Enoch pleased God and say, well, what, how do I please him? But just keep reading that by faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So with faith, you can please God. And believe in God, Brother Bram said, now, if we are born of our heavenly father, God, who calls those things which are not as though they were, there's got to be something in us like that. See, that's the reason that a real consecrated Christian that's all out for God looks to what God said instead of what you see or feel. That's the earthly man there. If we walk in the flesh, we can't please God. We walk after the spirit. Uh, you, you think if you if you come to church living by faith that you're not looking so much even to please the other person or the other you're not maybe even to please the minister but you're looking to please God and that's when something will happen if you if you want to please God and make sure that God is happy look to Him uh, look to His Word instead of all the circumstances and all the things around like like Noah did when he just ignored all the circumstances like Abraham did when he ignored the circumstance of his life and where you know all, all like Noah Moses did when he got to the Red Sea and the Egyptians were on his tail and, and, and the Red Sea was before him and he just he just looked to what God had promised instead of all the things that he could observe by his natural eye. And Brother Ramon said in diseases and afflictions, he said, you can't have anything from God only by faith. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, Gideon did so and so. By faith, the only way and without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you want to please him, you must come to him with faith, believing his word is truth. 
Brother Bram said, when you are saved, God gives you faith to rise from the muck of the earth. Your faith overcomes the things of the world. What is your faith? Your faith is that act that God has did in you to make you a son of God. Oh, to think about that this morning. That faith is not just just studying something and not just being educated, but faith is actually something supernatural in your life. He said you quit your lying, you quit your stealing, you quit your drinking because your faith rises you up above it. If you don't do it, you don't have any faith. And by faith are you saved, and that through grace. And he said as much as, now you think about this, as much as your faith will be released, that's how much power you can have. Now, you, you think as you're studying the message, you think about all these things that Brother Ram said to build our faith. That all these things that Paul is saying, all, all the way up leading up to Hebrews 11 and closing out with Hebrews 12 and 13 was to get you to believe that there is nothing impossible with God. If you can believe it, if you can believe it, you can speak a world into existence and go live on it. And there is nothing impossible. And, and nothing means nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There is nothing impossible with God if you can believe it. If you can believe it, God will put that pocket knife in your pocket. If you can believe it he'll make the little keychain move if you can believe it your family can be set in order if you can believe it you'll get the holy ghost there is nothing impossible with god if you can believe it a little faith as a, as a grain of mustard seed will move a mountain if you can believe it if you can move it, believe it the red sea will be parted the egyptians will be destroyed all those things that have been trailing you that you've got had problems with well, all your life maybe that all addictions and things if you can believe it it'll be it'll be destroyed just like god destroyed the egyptians God dwells in you, and you are sons and daughters of God. There you are, but it's your faith. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Verily I say unto you, if you say unto this mountain, be moved, and don't doubt, but believe that what you have said, all things are possible. That's why even the song that Brother Bram said, said, uh, sang in, in his ministry was only believe all things are possible because he wanted people to believe that it didn't matter whether they had cancer in their body. It didn't matter if they had uh, problems in their minds. It didn't matter. It, all things are possible if you can believe. <clears throat> and he said you could speak a world in the ever-present water from the rock. He said you could speak a world into existence and go live on it. There you are. That's what power is in the church now. But it is controlled by a law. Let's see what, what kind of law he's talking about. It's controlled by a law. And that law is not keeping a bunch of commandments. It's not just like an intellectual idea like Cain thought or Esau when they came uh, trying to come with their intellectual idea of what the message of that day was. It's a law of faith. Faith. Jesus said all things are possible to them that believe. And if you can believe it, Whatever God will lead your soul to believe, that is yours. I want to think about that this morning, if we could just grasp it. If you can believe it, whatever you need is yours. Every place the soles of your feet, foot can set upon by faith, God gives it to you. It's yours. You possess it. If you can find the key to this law of faith that opens it to you. Oh, that's what Paul's talking about in Hebrews chapter 11, that you can believe that something's going to happen. If you can believe it, there's going to be works following. There's something, something will be demonstrated where people can look at your life and see there's a real believer. People can look at the evidence, the evidence of something happening in your life because faith will produce something. It'll do something. And that's what 
that's what Paul is talking about as we keep going. He said, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Noah got up and did something. He believed God enough to start building on that ark. And uh, there's, there's so many things that you can study here that uh, the three pulls of what Noah was doing and so forth and so on. But by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have received an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he'd sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You think now, would that have been faith if if God talked to Abraham and he just sat there in the land of Shinar or wherever he started off from and just just sat there and and said, well, God told me. Maybe say, I believe the message. I believe what God told me. But no, James is telling us it's not faith unless you get up and do something. Because faith is going to produce works. And Abraham started on his journey and started, started, started looking for the city that God promised him. And we'll get, we'll get to it here in a minute that Abraham was looking for a city that he never got to. But we, as Paul lays out in Hebrews chapter 12, we have come to the Mount Zion. We have come to the New Jerusalem. We've come to, the, to what all those things that, that the Old Testament saints were looking at for. We have come to those things. And the only ones at the end time, Brother Brown said, what is faith? Faith is something that's revealed to you that is not yet, but you will believe it, to, but you believe it will be. Faith is a revelation of the will of God. So by revelation, it was a, Abel got the revelation of the will of God when he offered a sacrifice, the, the right kind of a sacrifice, not just fruits from the field, but he offered a, a little lamb and Noah got a real revelation of God, what God was going to do and you think about God can give you a revelation of his will that will inform where you should go and how you should act and what church you should go to and who you should marry with a revel a revelation is the will of God. So by revelation and the churches today don't even believe in spiritual revelation. They believe in a dogmatic teaching of some system by revelation. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain, which God testified. He was righteous. I hope you see that, see where we're living, see the hour. I was talking to a gentleman not long ago, a Christian scholar and gentleman. He said, Brother Branham, uh, Mr. Branham, we refuse all revelations. I said, then you have to refuse Jesus Christ, for he is the revelation of God. God revealed in human flesh. And unless you see it, you're lost. But to the church, he said, in the rapture, the bride, the rapture is a revelation to her. It's revealed to her. That the revelation, the true bride of Christ, will be waiting for that revelation for the, of the rapture. It is a revelation. For the revelation is faith. You cannot have a revelation without it being faith. Faith is a revelation because it's something that's revealed to you. Faith is a revelation. Faith is something that's been revealed to you like it was to Abraham that could call anything contrary to what had been revealed to him as though it wasn't so. Now faith, that's what faith is. Is the revelation of God. The church is built <coughs> upon a revelation. The whole entire <coughs> excuse me. The whole entire body. And he said, Oh, how we need revelation by the Spirit. We don't need a new Bible. We don't need a new translation. 
though some are very good and the musicians can go ahead and come forward. Some are very good and I'm not against them. But we need the revelation of the Spirit. And thank God we can have what we need. For God wants to reveal his word to us by his spirit. Aren't you glad he said that? Thank God we can have what we need. And God bless you, saints.